last like four or five times we've done this, I keep forgetting that like I have like the the count in. Yeah. Like, the auto set on logics, then all of a sudden I start getting like a click track, and I was like, that's that's not how podcast <laughs> works. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. So with logic, I should should I just start recording now? Yeah. Okay. And just start recording. Oh, yep. I had the weird counting too. Yep. That's cool. <laughs> Me and Audacity, we just click and go, baby. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. Well, guys, this is my first podcast, so hey. yeah. Same here, we <laughs> kind of know what's going on at this sort point. Of. Not really. <laughs> it's always an adventure. We didn't know. We still don't know well enough to like count the episodes in the right order, but we'll get there. <laughs> we'll figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, hey, welcome. How are you doing, Jenny? Like we're doing a podcast. Who are you? Introduce yourselves to the to the internet or whatever. Okay, cool. Outer world. Um, so my name's Jenny Bologna. And hey. I yeah, I've been in Longmont, Colorado for like six years now. i I'm from a small town in Illinois called Havana. Mm-hmm. And um pretty much grew up there and then lived in Cal- California for a year like Southern California, and then moved to Illinois. I've been to Colorado. It was weird. Um, but yeah, but I've moved around a lot of the, like lived in a lot of the country, which is kind of cool. Um, let's see. Yeah, I have a great boyfriend, Tim Ostick. <laughs> we have two amazing cats. So Simon and Mipso. And yeah, just, I don't know what else you need to know, but I wrote a book. <laughs> that's why I'm here. So yes. <laughs> that's, that's it. Yeah, I wrote a book. So and published it. Hey, yeah. And that was that was all like by yourself. It was it wasn't through like a publishing company or anything. Yeah, I kind of decided I wanted to just do it all myself, and so I designed the cover. Like I'm, I do graphic design part time, so the, all the cover and stuff like that was me. And then I went through Amazon because they make it pretty easy to like mm-hmm. paperback. And yeah, and then all the, yeah, all of it, even the editing. So there are, there are probably still some, you might've caught like a mistake here and there, but I did my best and I had some friends kind of look at it and um, I used like, a, you know, programs. I don't know. I mean, you know, it was all, it's fun to say that like I did all of it and it's all, it's all mine. So yeah. Hey. So like run us through the process of like how it was, you know, I guess like writing a book, like for me, I don't know. I'm like, I'm always kind of fascinated with it because like I guess from the music and I know like oh there's like four there's like a whole bunch of different like steps that people don't really think about so like when you go from like how do you like start setting up your story yeah um let's see so you know this story has like lived with me for a long time so it kind of it did sit with me it wasn't like just like one idea and then I just started writing like it um I really got to know the characters really well and I really shaped them. And so a lot of it is kind of just setting the scene in a sense of like, who are the characters? 
Um, what are, what are their like personalities? Like what's the world? Like, so a lot of world building. Um, and then, and then I kind of started to write eventually I was like, I need to actually have a plot. Like, what are they actually doing? Um, but I think that like the beginning process is just really getting to like, to know kind of the players and the scene and stuff like that. And then, um, and then again, what that plot was. And so at first it was a lot of character development. And so I would start writing, I'd get somewhere and then I'd be like, well, I need, you know, I need to flesh out these characters more or, um, they need to be more well-rounded. It was like my big thing was that I wanted, my big thing was I didn't want them to be like, like, obviously this is the evil person and obviously this is the good person, but I wanted it to kind of just reflect that like, nobody's all evil and nobody's all good. And so give them flaws and stuff like that, which made them more real. And I think hopefully connected with people more. Um, yeah. And then, and you know, and it connected with me more too, because it's like, it's just, it's real people. Like we all kind of can understand where they're coming from in a sense. Yeah. Um, characters are so much more interesting that way anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, and like using things like, like personality tests and hey. I, yeah, a lot of like the Enneagram, I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but I kind of just, it's like one of those personality tests that just has like, I think it's like nine different groupings um, that people kind of fall in. And so that kind of helped me because they also like talked about, you know, here's like, you know, their common traits, but you know, deep down, this is their, their main desire and this is all they want. And so if you can get down to like that with the character, you know, what drives them, what, what do they want most in life? Then you can kind of build a story around that too, you know, just the main character in my story wants to, you know, just to, to rule her kingdom. And so now that I knew that I could throw everything, you know, that every obstacle, you know, so she couldn't get there. <laughs> that made for an interesting story. So, yeah. And speaking of the story, um, we kind of started talking about it, but what's it called for everybody listening? Oh yeah. It's called, <laughs> it's called Lauren's legend. Um, yeah. So Lauren's legend. <laughs> Well, I love that you started with like literal world building, character building, because um, like I think that's sort of the best part of stories a lot of the time is the sort of like, um, it's like there's the story, but there's the getting to know the characters, um, whether you're writing it or reading it and like the world and stuff and like, hang- I don't know. Um, I've written um, my stories and stuff too. And my characters have always come first. I think um, there's some people who, some people who are like, ooh, I have like a story idea, but I need to create things to put in it instead of being like, I have these things now, like, yeah. and I'm gonna put them in this world that I developed for them. Did you, you said you've been hanging out with these characters for a long time. When did you start? Like, yeah. Yeah. So the funny thing is like, uh, in like middle school, uh, long, long time ago, uh, my brothers and I, like, we loved playing outside. We would play, like, you know, war games and all this. Um, and so we kind of, like, kind of was where it was born out of was that. And so, uh, you know, we're at the very beginning, these characters, and they, they have these powers, and that was really cool. Yeah. And um, and then I kind of, like, probably by eighth grade, I was trying to write, like, a similar story. Like, I had different little drafts um, of this story. And so... By eighth grade, like I had a couple of friends who were really interested in it too. So we would kind of do some co-write stuff of like short stories and things. And high school, you know, I kind of got more into the writing and I'd get to like, you know, page like 80 or 90 and be like, I don't like this anymore and start from scratch. So it just kind of kept evolving and like the characters continue to evolve. And even like the, um, like the world itself continued to evolve too, where the, the draft that 
um, turned into the book. Uh, I was started like six years ago. And so, mm-hmm. um, but it had lived with me the whole time. And so those characters too, they just continued to develop. And um, my brother, one of his characters actually is still in the book. So that's awesome. Pyro. And so, um, but we, I always kept that. And so there's a lot of fun little things like that too. When it lives forever kind of with you, it's fun because I can just put in all these tiny little things that like most people won't know, but they'll be fun to talk about at some point. Yeah. Dude, I fucking love that. Like, um, and it's just sort of like bring some like stories that like you read or stories people have created that have those little Easter eggs that are for them or the people they know or something. I love that your brother's character is in your book. That's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So, and little things like, um, at some point, you know, two of the characters are trying to meet up. And so they kind of like give an address and, you know, meet on the corner of these two streets. And that, at that time, that was, that was where I was living was <laughs> in the corner of the- <laughs> I'll just put that in because why not? <laughs> It'll be a funny thing one day. And That's so, hilarious. so just like all of those little things is, is awesome and fun. I love that. How it's just like, um, cause I feel like some people like looking at like a story or like a world that's been created and it's like, how did you come up with like all of these tiny little details? And it's kind of, I don't know. I find it interesting to get that little like backstory where it's like, yeah, it's just where I was living at the time or like, <laughs> Oh, I was just like in the park and I saw like a cat run behind a tree and, there was that you know spawned some name because I had a weird thought and I was like I'll keep that yep oh yeah some of the names I was like some of those names I've been you know with me since the beginning too and so it was just something like that was cool on a spelling test and I'm gonna use that as a name for something or you know like as early as that and so um yeah so that's always a lot of fun and yeah that's good have you written any other any other stories um let me try that again (laughs) Have you written like any other stories like along the way or is, has this been like your project? This has been the main project. When I like sit down to write, I want to write about these characters and I want to write about the world. And so like I know a lot of like authors and writers who have a lot of different like stories and stuff, but it's hard mm-hmm. to really think about like anything else. Um, even, you know, even in high school, I did some short story stuff, but like you know, nothing, nothing really came of it. This was the story that kind of just was always there and the one that I wanted to write. So I did, you know, I did in second grade, write a, an illustrate uh, a book about my pets. (laughs) I still have it laying around somewhere, but you know, composition notebook full. That was, I guess, technically the very first book that I wrote, but, um, but aside from that, I haven't. And even now um, I'm writing the, the second book in the series. I want this to be kind of like a series. Um, and so that's been really fun, just kind of new adventures and, and the idea of like, you know, would I ever, you know, after this series is done, would I go on to something else? But I think I'm excited to even explore the world more. There's a lot of places that I can probably go within the world still. That's kind of a new story, but, you know, still with the same characters. So we'll see. Dude, I love when you create a world and just play endlessly. And yeah. that's the coolest thing about like, um, like, fiction and fantasy and stuff I know um what what genre would you consider your uh, definitely like fantasy um maybe like a historical twist mm-hmm. uh, like a lot of like the influences is like kind of that 1920s like England or like you know I think like Downton Abbey that had a huge inspiration for me and like mm-hmm. this the time was just like I don't know it's just a cool cool different time um so yeah yeah, I love the idea of like the character um, driven stories too, because that's something that we talked about, I think, with our 
first like official guest, um, Sarah, because um, she does kind of like um, basically just what are they called? Kind of character dives or no, there's a better word for that, but I can't think of it. Um, character studies. Mm. That's kind of what she's all about. And she had this argument about why TV is the best medium, which is, you know, something that I kind of found fascinating. And I feel like you kind of get that sa- a similar experience with like a book, um, especially when it's character driven like that. And her argument was like, yeah, you have the, you know, the poorly rated episodes, like the the beach episodes and stuff when the characters, there's not like a huge driving point, but it's just like, you get to hang out with these characters and like, that's when you like get to know them. And oh. so I feel like that's, you know, something that's very easily overlooked. So it's really nice to, you know, and I have been reading this book too. I'm probably about halfway through and it does feel nice to like kind of sit with the characters and it does like you go into like kind of like a depth with their um, backs, like I guess kind of backstories and like who they are as people without kind of, I don't know. It's just like dropping nice little mysteries. So it's like, I always want to know, well, why is he doing that? Or why is she feeling like this or reacting this way kind of thing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's just nice to sit in a story with the characters that you kind of like, um, I guess Asara said, like invite into your home and spend a lot of time with. Yeah. I think that maybe that's why I like TV more anyways than movies. <laughs> I've always been more drawn to that too. Cause it like, you're right. Like it's even those kind of episodes for the most part, like, yeah, you get to learn about them. You get to like, just kind of get a glimpse into the world. And that's kind of nice too. And then when you feel like maybe you can kind of understand them, you definitely care more about like the rest of the plot or, you know, will they, will they achieve their goals and stuff like that? And then when they do, or if they don't, like you kind of feel like you've been, you know, like just like a friend or something like that, where you like Mm -hmm. are excited for them or, uh, or you're like mad at them because you're like, why did they like come on? <laughs> so it's kind of fun. You get more invested, and I don't know. It just it's a nice it's a nice thing to to feel and be I guess interact with instead of just watching. Yeah, that's why I get so. <laughs> I have to bring it up because of the um, finale of this season of Critical Role. Like this is hundreds of hours of content of like engaging in this media and like learning about characters and seeing the way they do react or don't react to certain things and like seeing the way they grow and develop. Um, Like, do you have like an end goal for your characters or do you just see them constantly evolving? Or are you like, they're retiring and this is that plan? Um, I definitely have like, in ways like end goals for them, like, you know, speaking of the series, like I know where I want characters to end up. And to get there, like, there's a lot of growth that still has to happen, um, which is a lot of fun. And like, um, and then, and kind of scary too, because I haven't fully thought about how they're going to get there, but I have to do that. So, um, you know, even in the beginning, it was kind of, you know, I like to add layers to things, um, especially like in the story, just kind of layer on layer and kind of obstacle. But the thing is like, I also, I, I love to throw the problems at them, but I also have to like solve the problems too. <laughs> That's kind of fun. It's like more work for myself, but, um, but then, you know, where the characters and there's some things that like, as I'm writing, I'm realizing, oh, this is a really good arc. And this like, you know, it helps maybe fill in questions from the past or maybe it like as a drive, like where they end up continues to drive them maybe to a different goal or it fuels them for the same fight and so that's been really cool to see so some of the development too is like it's kind of a surprise for me but I definitely think like you know there's end goals but they have to continue to develop and just like people are like in real life like we don't ever fully hit like 
like an end goal, you know, like mm-hmm. if we're, if we're smart, we need to just keep like evolving and developing and learning and growing. Um, and so same with like the characters too. And I think, again, that's what makes them more real. I like that. Cause I feel like, I guess, personally, one thing I always do is like, Oh, like not having like a definitive end goal can kind of be like, I don't know, from certain aspects, it, it feels I guess inadequate, but I like how you put that. It's like ultimately you're just always adapting and you know figuring out what the next thing is. Um, it's not a not a set path. So yeah, I don't know. I love and that. Get, yeah, thanks. You get goals yeah. and you yeah. know, and then you achieve them, and then you're like, well, what next? You know, it's like there's always something something else out there and something you know more you can do. And yeah. So you said that um, like Downton Abbey was one of like something that kind of influenced at least like the time period or kind of like the setting of uh, mm-hmm. Norton's legend. Um, was there any other kind of like influencing factors like books or authors or I guess TV shows or stories that kind of maybe had a nice little um, touch of inspiration for this story where it's at now or where it's going yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, so yeah, Downton Abbey definitely with like the time period and kind of like the just mannerisms and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like what I loved about Downton Abbey was like, you know, there's so much drama at the dinner table, like, you know, and just in dialogue and the way I like to write, I love dialogue more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, you can reveal a lot, you can move, you know, forward the plot really well. And that was really shown in like, you know, Downton Abbey, just around a dinner table and, truth bombs would be dropped or secrets or whatever you know it was just like you were you were so like invested um and so uh the other kind of big thing um is definitely like avatar the last airbender that was always like a TV show that like i've always loved and you know with the whole like powers that's kind of where um around the same time that was coming out we were also like kind of on the same like wavelength with it too and so it was really cool growing up to see you know airbenders and fire but you know just like see that also kind of come to life too. And that was um, like an exciting thing just, and so that's where more like the powers kind of came from as well that they have. But I also, it was a nice challenge too, because I was like, well, I can't make this look like Avatar. Like I can use the powers, but I really got to make sure that I like make it a little different or, you know, just something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so it was a good challenge to make, even trying to name it. I was like, what do I call them? I like, I want to call them just vendors, but um, so that was just like, you know, on thesaurus.com and like, what's another synonym for, <laughs> you know, bender or whatever. Um, and so, so that was another thing. And then, um, honestly, I have not read a lot of books recently. Um, when oh, I, I feel you, man. Yeah, when I was younger, I loved reading books, mm-hmm. I loved the, the adventure of fantasy and like the, you know, exciting, again, exciting characters and the good romances that like, like the really good ones that really just pulled you in, you were rooting for them. Um, and then I remember also like reading, um, you know, some books, I can't even remember what they were, but they had really short chapters. And I loved that. It was like three or four pages. And I was like, I feel so accomplished. I read like 10 chapters today. And it was like, you know, <laughs> like 10 pages or whatever. Um, and so that really inspired me when I started ri- really writing I think this like last version of the the book uh, that came to be was, you know, I want short chapters too, because it made me feel so good. And I want people who are reading to also feel good and accomplish that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, read, you read a couple chapters of it. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, and just like, I think in today's world, our attention span is a lot um, like smaller, you know, it's just like, 
people even trying to read seven or eight pages is like, oh, this is too much. I can't do this. And so, um, you know, the hope was that this would still like entice people to to want to read if it was shorter enough and hopefully kept their attention that they would continue along and maybe find a love for reading. And so, which is cool to get some feedback of people who like, like my, my grandpa is one who, um, he, he called me and he was just like, you know, I, I'm reading your book and I'm not really, really a reader, but you know, I'll probably finish this one. And I said, like, okay, <laughs> thank you for your support. And the short chapters, that just really helps me because I'm just not a reader. And so I think you finished the book. I have not heard back from him, but it was like really close to the end. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, so those are definitely like some of the biggest like influences even in writing. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, those are probably the biggest ones. Dude, I love a short chapter myself because it's like it's like bite-sized things and it's so it's like addicting almost. You're like, yeah, one more chapter. Mm-hmm. One one more chapter. Cause you can actually like accomplish something like you were saying. It is rewarding in an interesting way. The same way I guess like chugging through a 50 page chapter is also rewarding. <laughs> but um I can do it before my six six thirty bedtime. Yeah. You know. That's right. yeah I guess I'd never really given like too much thought to really being I guess I mean I guess you're always kind of aware of how long the chapters are as you're writing but I never thought too much on like really making an effort into like uh, you know these are going to be like shorter versus like longer kind of thing because I guess like I (laughs) when I was in middle school I know that I tried I started writing a book and I did the same thing where I wrote like 80 pages and then I was like no it can't be and I think it gave my like English teacher a heart attack when I told her that I just deleted it all but but I remember kind of just I don't know it's it's interesting to kind of does that kind of help you plan with like the short chapters with kind of like where you're gonna piece along the plot or yeah that kind of fit into I guess the the planning aspect of yeah I so one thing that I like changed to in my writing process was thinking less about chapters and more about scenes, like in a DVD, you know, like menu or something, you'd go to like the scene or whatever. Um, and so it helped me really like hone in on like, why is a scene important? Um, do I need it? Does it, is it actually like driving, you know, the plot forward or character forward? And if it doesn't to cut it. And there was even a lot of things when I started with that mindset, um, that I did cut because it was like, this is just weird filler that like, I'm just trying to meet like a, a chapter, you know, like a, a quota, a page quota. Um, and I don't really need it. And it's getting in the way of the, of the actual story. And so um, that's, that's been something that I've just like, I love and has really helped me just plan. I can think more in scenes and, you know, and then in story arcs of just like, kind of again like in in a a tv show where you've got like little like sub arcs during a with certain characters ever or whatever like the general maybe the general arc as well um and just like side stories and stuff like that so that all of that kind of was like inspiring enough to me and really helped me focus in on the on the writing process that's really cool that kind of reminds me um i recently got like way back into reading um it was kind of like a new year's resolution last year and then I, we had like a book club over quarantines so that helped. But one of the books we read was uh, Look at the Birdie, which is a collection of Kurt um, Vonnegut um, short stories. And I think he had mentioned there's like an, a, 
like the foreword or something, it was something that like one of his students had remembered or recalled him saying, and it was like, oh yeah, you just have to like, especially with like fiction and like short stories, I think was, I could literally pull the book from my bookshelf and like read, read it, but it said something, it was something along the lines of kind of like exactly what you were saying is like, if it's not driving the plot or like foreshadowing something like use your words wisely, essentially like every word counts and that, you know, a good story is one that you don't even realize is driving stuff like in the moment. So like it's setting everything up and then you can like hit, if you're like really paying attention, you can kind of, you know, look back and be like, Oh my gosh. Like, I think that's one thing that I love about, you know, if I really love like a TV show or something going back and watching it again, cause there's just, however many little like easter eggs or something that were just dropped and it's the best and i mean that's just kind of the the really incredible thing about stories in general is just kind of they're very the word's gone Um, (laughs) there's no word um just kidding all right i'll check back tomorrow okay (laughs) no but i know they're very intentional (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say smart Um, because it is intentional and it's like that makes it so tricky too because like, you know, like I've written um, stuff before I like I wrote a novel for school. Let me try that again. I wrote a novel for school and like, um, you know, that was just more of like a project thing, which was like incredible and like gave me a lot of experience that I can relate to you a lot like lots of you just sit down and write so fucking much you know, and then having to go in and cut a bunch of the things that you spent like sometimes days on just trying to like work through, like what was the hardest thing you've had to cut? Oh man. Um, let's see. There are some, and some of it's been a while too. Like there's been some scenes where I've really loved where I'm like the, the dialogue feels really good. Like, especially when you get to see like the other side of the story, like a lot of times you get like one perspective. And so there are times that I would jump to kind of like the, the evil kind of, you know, king and, and, you know, to see kind of like a glimpse into like how he is. And, mm-hmm. you know, what I realized was like, it was pulling back the, the curtain and I was pulling it back too soon. Um, and if I took out those scenes, even though I really loved writing it and I really loved like just exploring kind of that, mm-hmm. um, like it, it revealed too much too soon. And like, you know, if I wanted to keep the mystery kind of around maybe that discussion or, um, that events then kind of like less is more. Um, so that was probably, yeah, that was uh, those kind of scenes. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you, I just love them personally. So, well, that sounds like such a fun scene to write and also read to have that sort of peek behind the curtain. I definitely understand your intentions with it. Cause like, yeah, I mean, you got to keep, keep the plot going and not like show your hand too soon, but how exciting to see like other perspectives like that in a story where you're rooting for the protagonist. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so the fun thing too, is like, you know, I want to do that and like in the right place, in the right place, mm-hmm. you kind of like, again, with a reader, it's not like with an audience where you're like, you give a little bit, you give a little bit. So they're like waiting for it. And then the moment when you do pull it back, like it's even more satisfying. And so now I'm even with the second book, for sure. The third book will, you know, you'll get to see more of that like side of things, but I'm like trying to figure out the right spot in the second book to kind of start revealing some of that. Cause I'm like, okay, I think this is the time to, to add this in. And so, um, so we'll see. It's I, like, yeah, the second book is 
you know, mostly kind of like fully plotted out. Um, there's always fun to a second half when I'm actually writing and mm-hmm. like six chapters in. So that's been, that's been a lot of fun. Do you think that like writing those scenes that you did end up cutting, do you think it was like a necessary step in getting to the final product too? Like, did it help you tell the story and kind of, I guess, like fully imagine it in your mind? And it's almost kind of like a, I guess, a behind the scenes scene now. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely like it helped me flesh out those characters more too. And so, um, so yeah, so like anything that I had to cut or anything that I would write that I'd be like, this is cool, but it took a turn that I didn't really, it was like too soon or I didn't really want to go down. It like helped me learn about the characters more. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it kind of put me in that thing, more mindset of just thinking about what would, what would that look like? And, you know, and okay, if I'm the bad guy for a moment, like, you know, and I'm, I'm wanting this to happen. Like, what is my real motive behind it? And like, why, you know, like most people just aren't evil to be evil. Like they're hurt or they're broken, um, or they've been, they felt wronged. And so like that typically is what drives them, um, to, to do the things that they do. And so those definitely helped me kind of just get in the mindset a little bit. Um, and then it helped me later to kind of like flesh out more. Okay. Well, this is what needs to happen. And this is how they would react or, you know, or whatever. This will explain why the way that they are, you know? So all of those things. That's so interesting. Cause it's like, just cause you um, end up not using something in whatever final version you have, doesn't mean your writing is fucking wasted. Right. Cause it's still like, you're still spending time with those scare, <laughs> those characters. You're still like analyzing the situation. You're learning more every time you write the same with like drawing or like anything, you know, like, you might have done a shitty warm-up sketch, but that's not wasted. You still have like more experience in doing this particular thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. One thing we've talked about a lot is having like uh, our little like creative graveyards yeah. um, of just like ideas that didn't make it. Um, like, do you kind of have one for, I guess, story? Like maybe if there you had other story ideas that were mm-hmm. kind of didn't pass the launch phase like this one did do you have you know stories in there I know you also said you do graphic design part-time so do you also kind of have like a uh, sketchbook full of drawings that only you will see <laughs> oh yeah especially probably more so with graphic design <laughs> uh, especially working with other people like the nice thing about my own book I was like I can make it whatever I look whatever however I want and you know like I don't have to yeah um, but working with a lot of people, like the freelance stuff, there's always like, I'm like, this is such a cool, they're going to love this. This is so cool. Like, I'm so into it. I'm like, yeah, that's not my thing. And it's like, oh, oh. so much better than your thing. But I can't say that. So <laughs> I was like, okay, sure. This is your thing. And, you know, they're pleased and they're happy, which, you know, I was like, that's fine too. I want you to be happy at what, or for what it is, but my thing was cooler. So there's, there's definitely a lot of those, a lot of those things, um, but more so with graphic design, just like a small folder on my, on my, you know, desktop of just things that I love. And I'm like, well, maybe one day I can use this. So maybe for a better project or maybe I'll never use this. I don't know. So it'll just sit in that graveyard. (laughs) Dude, I feel that all of the thumbnails, I'm like, this could be something, man. (laughs) it's like my voice memos folder (laughs) on my phone it's just like that too some of these could be something um some of them should just stay hidden (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh yeah. <laughs> so when you go about for like um, a graphic design project, so you do mostly freelance freelancing, you said, but do you do um, much for, I guess, kind of just yourself or is it like predominantly freelancing? It's mainly freelancing, but like if I ever need anything, obviously like I'll do my own. Um, I always, it's hard for me to just sit down and, and I work through Photoshop and just open it up and just do something. I've always been more like, you know, I need a project to kind of drive it. Um, and then, and I learn a lot more and then I'll try more things. Like I just need a goal, like a, just a goal. My creativity works better if you uh, put borders around it. <laughs> so if you actually like, kind of like, you know, because it makes me focus in and it gives me a goal. So sometimes when people are like, yeah, just do whatever you want. I'm like, I don't, I can't, I don't want to do that. Like, just, you need to give me something. Tell me what you want. And some people I'm just like, you're not, there's just like, skip a few steps. Just tell me what you're looking for. (laughs) I can recreate it. Um, and so, but I've always with like songwriting, um, probably with writing too, you know, I've stayed in this world. This, that's, those are my borders. Um, these characters and, and graphic design too, any like creativity stuff. If I, I have some things that are kind of like, you know, obstacles or, or not, that's the right, wrong word, but just the parent, you know, borders, I guess. Um, then I just, I think better in a box sometimes to say, I think outside of it, but I think better inside of it. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I could also see that kind of, it's almost, it creates a bit of a challenge too, to an extent. Cause it's like, Oh, I could go this direction, but I shouldn't. And kind of like giving yourself like those guidelines kind of, I could see makes it even a little bit more engaging and just kind of enhances the creativity aspect of it too, which I guess sounds counterintuitive because you're always like, Oh, you got to think outside the box. Like, no, sometimes making it work within the box without like, you know, taking a trip outside kind of takes just as much, if not more creativity in certain times. Yeah. And that would give me like a solid, a solid, like first step, which is always what I needed. Mm -hmm. Solid. Like it would help me get inspired more if I just had, like I could visualize it better of what they wanted or, you know, even what I wanted and stuff like that too, is if I, if I just had that, you know, just that direction. And then I knew which way to run. Um, Otherwise I would just, you know, we get really indecisive or just like, well, if I can do everything, well, there's everything around me and I don't, I don't know where to start. And so that would, that would kind of hinder me more than anything. Yeah. There's nothing more intimidating than a fucking blank page. It, It helps to go in with like a, well, I'm trying to accomplish ABC. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I think that's so imposing to people when they're trying to do something where it's like, you're staring at the word doc and you're watching the cursor blink, or you're just like staring at this blank page on your desk and you're like, well, sometimes you need to create a game plan Mm -hmm. yeah, to get anything done. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that even goes as far as like, if you're on like a school assignment, like I feel like every single essay I ever wrote, like it was written within like an like the first draft was done within like an hour or two of like starting, no matter how long it was, it -hmm. was just starting took three days. And like the same thing is like, if I'm, you know, Oh, I want to write something. I want to, you know, start working on new music or something. It just takes forever to just like sit down and do it. Cause I think there's so many times where I just like false, false start where I kind of like sit down, like I'm going to write today. And it's just like, nothing comes out or like, it just doesn't feel right. Or it's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. this that or the other thing doesn't add up and then sometimes I I mean I guess that's especially when you do like it's kind of like a, a shorter project just like a song is like you can step in with like oh I'm feeling this right now mm-hmm. I mean that's your jumping off point that's kind of like that draws your box right off the bat yeah I never really thought about it 
that way before but I guess it's kind of feelings and emotions drive me so much (laughs) probably more than it should but even with writing there was a lot of like sometimes I couldn't get a scene if I wasn't like feeling it and so I had to like once I could kind of get more on that headspace then I could just hit the you know hit the page kind of running and just come up with you know the chapter in a you know in a couple hours or so I like that because that's also like bridging the gap over into like acting as well because you're you know especially for writing a story because you yourself are not all of these characters yeah. as you know as fascinating as it would be for me to write a story of 10 Patrick's just hanging out doing whatever in the world and interacting with each other and that's all that's in the world I feel like you need some kind of like dynamic and you know push and pull and difference between the characters so Mm-hmm. It's always, I also really liked the, the, you said the use of the personality test. That's a really interesting way to do that. Cause I feel like if I were to sit down and write like a, you know, kind of just like try and develop a personality, like for me, I'd want to start from like the, the backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when I've done like Dungeons and Dragons worlds and stuff, I get so stuck in like the back history and like the, the lore, because I just like, it's like, well, this happened, but why did this happen? And then I just do that until it's like, well, when did this world like start beginning? And I was like, this is getting too much. <laughs> so I like the idea of like starting with like a personality. Is that kind of how you created, started with the characters? Or was that kind of just like something that helped you determine like drivers for? Okay. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> it. I had the characters all first. Um mm-hmm. And they felt, they're starting to feel very one dimensional. And so um, that was when I like started looking at personality tests and that's when it, they became more rounded and, and, you know, and then it again, helped give me more of like, well, what are they, if, you know, if they're real people, like, well, what's their main goal in life and why kind of taking that, like, well, then this happened, but why? And so it's kind of like, well, this person you know, acts this way, but why? And then, you know, okay, this happened. Well, but why? Okay. Cause this, you know, and so kind of using the same mentality, I was just kind of getting to the root of, you know, the person. And so, you know, like with one character, you know, he is kind of, he kind of comes off like no one cares except this one person. And it's like, well, why? Well, because, you know, he doesn't have good, you know, relationships with his own family or his father. And so there is like a lot more backstory that I, I don't want to give too much away now because it's going to, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the in the series but um um but it got to a good point where i was like oh my gosh this character just is like sad and broken i just want to like a hug i'm so sorry but, you know it's just like uh yeah but you know but then it's just mm-hmm. like well I, okay i feel like i know you so i can write kind of like your story and so um kind of looking at like that it's just like who are these people and like you know there's one you know there's other characters too who like um, one, his name is like Jasper and he's kind of like the, the Enneagram one where he's like just more like rules and like, and kind of just like, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a certain way to do things and that's how you do them and stuff like that. And they can come off really, you know, really successful, but like the relational relational stuff isn't always there. And so it's kind of fun to play in that world a little bit where you kind of see him like, you know, he seems really successful. He seems like he knows what he's doing, but he's just really bad with people. And so that's really, that's really fun. It kind of gave me like that. Oh yeah. Okay. That's kind of his flaws. He's not always good at, you know, saying the right thing in the right moment. And so that again, just helps me. Um, everybody has flaws. And so my, all my characters should as well. And, um, so, and it's hard to think about those at some, you know, to an extent, 
Um, but those person personality tests revealed like, like all of those, you know, the good things and the bad things and just kind of the random things that I don't know, some people will never know. Well, I love that you're like uncovering things about your characters instead of starting out with like, like, this is this is my boy and he did x y and z in his past so he feels like this instead of like this is my boy but why is he the way he is and then learning these things about him yeah i love I the approach it's like this relationship that you have with the characters and stuff which like you know of course you have this relationship with the characters you created but it's kind of like it it's just breathing more life into them which is you know really fascinating yeah yeah and it's, it's fun for me too i mean I, for a while, I was moving around a lot, um, especially when I was living out in California. I was doing all these internships um, and, you know, I couldn't afford like an apartment of my own. And so um, they, so I was living in all these host homes, which was, you know, people I did not know. um, And I would live in their spare room or basement, which I was very thankful for, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was hard to feel like just for, for me personally, it was hard to ever feel like I could turn off. Like I just always had to be on. Um, and so kind of my, the thing that I would do is just hang out in coffee shops and, um, mm. because it was like, I don't have to talk to anybody, uh, but I'm around people, but like, I can just do my own thing and not have to worry if I'm like, you know, offending anybody or like whatever, or whatever. I can just be myself. And so I'm like, well, if I'm here, then I, I have to like actually do something. Like I can't just sit here for like four hours. <laughs> so, um, so that was like, it just it gave me more time. Like I didn't realize it then, but it just gave me a lot more time to just sit in the world and just sit with those characters and, and really just kind of learn more about them and, and stuff like that too. And then they became familiar. So as you know, like I, in, when I lived in California for a year, I had like six different, like living like places within a year. Um, and then I, you know, moved home and then I came out to Colorado and I was still living with different people. So it kind of became like an anchor of like familiarity of like, I know these people, like I really know these people and you know, they're in my mind. So people maybe think I'm crazy, but you know, and I'm writing this story and I know this, like, I don't like nothing around me is, you know, like constant, but this is constant. And so, you know, it really got me like through a lot of stuff and yeah. And allowed me to pour a lot of time into this. So it's a very, the, the story, like, it's a fun, creative thing, but it's also, like, a very, like, personal thing for me. There's a lot of, like, personal mm-hmm. stuff, um, from that to, um, like, even just being able to, like, honor my dad and stuff like that, too, and um, all of that. So, it's just, like, it's just, it's really cool when I kind of think about it, of just how, how personal this is and how much it's grown with me, and yeah. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I can just like relate to that a lot because it's like there's there's like stories you interact with and then there's like things that you create and that you live in like um when I would um write when I was younger we would all have these little stories right we've got like our little head worlds our paracosms or whatever and that's just like the place that you live and that you can always return to there's always like this feature of escapism and like fantasy and novels and stuff like that but to go into it and create literally whatever you want is awesome and I think that's so like freeing and inspiring even when you're going through things that are difficult to know that you can return and like I don't know yeah you know make oh, make yeah. story yeah. oh yeah. yeah so it's always kind of that comfort place even you know even when we're at a particular coffee shop and we're making coffee and this mm-hmm. customer's being annoying I'm like I'm just going to turn you off and I'm just going to think about <laughs> think about this world what <laughs> oh, would this person do this and then you know the day's I'm going to make you a bitchy NPC and it's going to be <laughs> 
That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write about you. You're going to be a bad character. That's right. <laughs> well, I think that's what being, um, what being someone who makes stories like living in the world is, is like a little interesting. Cause like you sort of see people at a different level. I feel like sometimes you're like, I can break you down into your character archetypes. Like oh yeah. sometimes like I could write about you if I had to like not in a malicious way but just in this sort of like analytical way like mm-hmm. I love that you would sit in coffee shops and write and stuff because that's <laughs> isn't that what we all do you know I would sit there like early in the morning with my freaking latte just like mm-hmm. staring at everyone come in and do their studying and just work on my silly little story oh yeah I love that yeah me too it's always fun do you I'm, I'm curious because I'm just thinking about the sitting and the writing which was so so nice and like I can't even remember like the finished story that I ended up with but um do you find more success in the writing or the completing of things do you know what I mean I do and definitely in the writing like mm-hmm. um, especially after maybe like like finishing the, like the end of a chapter or the end of like a scene or something like that and being like oh yeah this is really good this is awesome <laughs> you know it's just be like this is all you know and like leaving it just like you know maybe not the you know because for the longest time this book hadn't been finished I think I had I was sitting on like like the first half of this book for years and mm-hmm. and I'd go back and be writing and go, that's awesome that's awesome but it was never about like finishing the book it wasn't until like what was it uh like 20 the end of like 2019 or beginning of 2020 when you know I don't like my boyfriend was like talking a lot about goals and like everything that he wants to do. And I'm not a big goal goal person. I'm more like just kind of go with the flow and just see kind of what happens and have like little things to do, but I'm not like, this is all what I'm going to accomplish at the end of the year. I've just never been good at that. Um, and I give up really easy. So I'm like, I'm <laughs> stop giving myself those things. Um, but I remember, you know, he was talking about all these things and I was like, maybe I shouldn't have one. And I was like, you know, I'm going to finish my book. I'm, I'm just going to finish it. I'm just, that's what I'm going to do. And nice. it took me all year. And December, 2020, I wrote my final chapter and I was like, I'm done. This is, this is cool. And so that in itself was like a really cool moment to kind of complete the whole book. But I think, you know, I was totally satisfied with just, you know, a bit like right in the midst of writing and just like, watching these scenes and this dialogue and stuff like that and kind of like oh yeah this is a good part and right it like yeah that was I really like that and so um but you know finishing the book was a good in itself but I did felt feel more reward in and just the writing process it's exciting yeah that is. So, yeah that feels like the same thing like writing songs or like when you're in like the recording process too Mm-hmm. like at least I mean it's different now that I'm doing stuff like solo but like in the band like mm-hmm. there's j- it was almost like that weird honeymoon phase almost where it's like you so you're working really hard and you get frustrated at times but then like you get that good take or you come up with that goofy idea that actually works out super well in the song like while you're recording you're like that I messed that up but it kind of worked but just like that I guess it's just kind of the maybe it's just like a creation high kind of thing where you're just like, Mm. you're just in the moment and you're just like, I'm making this thing. And this is, this is the best. Like we're not, you know, it doesn't get better than this. And then like immediately after there's just like that, Oh, I did it. It's done. But then I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It, it, it just makes me want to go back. Like now I just want to go 
don't know, record a whole album. I don't have a song, like a whole album of songs, <laughs> but like, I want to go do that. I don't know. It's just, mm-hmm. it's self rewarding, self fulfilling, I guess. Does that, if that makes any sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Do you feel like uh, once you finish this book, it like you had like a, a new drive to, you know, push on with the series or was it kind of just like a, okay, I did it. Let's take a breath kind of thing. It was definitely a drive, which I was kind of surprised. I thought I'd want like a break, but even as, as I was in the editing process of going through book one, I just like, I don't know. I just felt inspired. I'm like, Oh, this needs to happen. This needs to happen in book two. And, and part of it was like, like reading back and knowing like, Oh, I kind of, I purposely left like certain little like trails that I can go down um, in the first book that I could bring in book two or book three. And so, so I was like, okay. So I started kind of writing down like, okay, I will need to answer this, this, you know, this question. I'll, I'll need to, you know, like shed more light on this whole situation. And then like, I had to kind of stop a little bit mid editing to just kind of write down on my thoughts for book two. And so as I was finishing the scenes were kind of popping up in in book for book two. And so um, I didn't really start writing it um, for a while. I kind of just sat in kind of book two era for a little bit while I was still trying to like push out book one. Um, And then, and so like, I really didn't even start writing until um, like a couple weeks ago, but still, I mean, I finished this in December. It was, you know, out to the world March 9th and then it's June and I'm starting book two. So there really wasn't much. So this is definitely like a driving force um, to that, which is really exciting because book two felt a little bit more daunting because, you know, everything that happens in book one stayed with me forever. Um, and I have, I've always had like vague ideas about like book two and book three, but I didn't ever get to live in it until now. And so it's exciting and kind of scary because you're like, oh, I can do whatever I want. And you're like, oh no, like, what do I do now? And so, so it's been kind of fun to kind of plot it out and give it more like direction. Um, and then definitely as, you know, as I've been selling more and just getting good, like good feedback, it's just like, it, that has helped push the drive to like continue on in this. Um, like I'm, I'm really excited about it and I would do it no matter what, but like knowing that other people get excited about it um, is just exciting and you're like well yeah i want to keep doing this and giving it more you know same like with music yeah. like listening or or art too and they see it and you're like yeah i know i'm really good thank you you're like <laughs> hey, keep making more okay awesome you like it um so yeah definitely driving it just it just never ends and that's like one of the beautiful things about it is it just like mm-hmm. you know you find your happy place in mm-hmm. you know whatever you're making yep i definitely miss and also like hearing you talk about like hanging out in coffee shops and just kind of working on stuff. I also deeply miss just sitting in a coffee shop and working on something. Oh yeah. Which for me, I feel like I don't have a lot of stuff that I'd sit down and like write and work on (laughs) at the moment. So maybe I need a new project for, with, you know, coffee shops moving towards, you know, fully opening again. Cause I, yeah, I miss, Oh, now that makes me sad because the, one of the coffee shops I used to hang out at in Boulder closed down. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. oh and it's free. Oh. Wait. Yeah. Oh. That was my spot, man. Yeah. <sighs> that little table by the window covered in frost in the winter. That's what you just have to have a table next to a window. I'm like, I yep, go to yep. the on long, like it, like downtown Longmont. 
which it's like so hard because they're like, I was talking to the owners and they're like trying to go to fine dining. And I'm like, please don't just stay a coffee shop. Why are you going to be fine? <laughs> and so like, I mean, I hope that they're successful and, and all that too, but I'm like, please don't stop being a coffee shop. Cause I just, they got big windows. They've got cool, a vibey space. And <laughs> I just want to sit next, you know, like. You guys don't understand you're perfect. You're perfect. Like exactly <laughs> what I need. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, but those spots are just, oh, so, so good. You, just, you, need, you need them. So Mm-hmm. rest in peace oh. yeah these flat iron coffee's still there <laughs> yeah. my heart's a little broken about industry sorry I'm... Uh-huh. anyway speaking of like heartbreaking a eh, segue <laughs> um things it's like obviously you're on this like this treadmill now of um writing your book and writing the next book and like thinking about the third book even while you're writing the second book and stuff um like did you have a point when you like didn't see the end of the tunnel? Yeah, I there's a lot of times where I thought maybe like I would stop writing. Um, a lot more in college, obviously you're writing a ton of papers and the last thing I wanted to do was sit down in front of my laptop and just keep writing. And I'm sure there was other times too um, where I just like, and there was like months that I just wouldn't even open it up. I would... Mm-hmm. I just like just wasn't in the mood and then I you know open it up and be like I really want to keep going I'm like yeah I kind of do and so you know then the nice thing was that I was always kind of drawn like I've always been drawn to it um and you know and and so I would think about maybe stopping but it was pretty soon to be like no let's keep going just see what happens and you know I'm telling myself like no one's ever gonna read this so like it's fine I can just do whatever I want and and all of that too. And, and then later on in life, it just became more of an anchor that I like kind of like needed. Um, just that again, like just a familiar place. Um, when I just kept moving around and living in places that like, I knew no one, I didn't know the culture. Like, I, you know, even California is very different than, you know, small town, Illinois. Um, and so like learning all that, like it just like, then it became more of like, again, I may never finish this, but I just need to sit in this for a little bit. So, well, it's awesome that you're able to take that thing that you created for yourself and turn it into something that like the rest of us can enjoy with you. But I think that's like, just important to tell people that you can exist with your own little thing that you've got going and that's okay. Like, it's awesome if you can end up sharing that with other people, but to have your own little thing, that's fucking awesome. And I, yeah, I don't think people do it enough. I feel like, Mm-mm. you feel like you have, especially as artists, like you feel like you and musicians, you make something, you have to put it out and you have to like, you know, get views and get followers and get money. And if you don't, then you're not successful. But, you know, I remember reading like a statistic, like, you know, like, I don't know, 97, I'm kind of making this up, but like 97% of writers never finish their book. And, you know, it's just like how many people never finish their products because, you know, they feel like, well, it's not good enough. It's not going to get me you know, a lot of likes, it's not going to get me, you know, like a steady stream of income. And it's like, mm-hmm. just do it because you love it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if it's your yes. hobby, if it's something that you enjoy, just do it. Cause that's a success right there. It's just like doing what you love, like finishing a project is hard. Um, and so even if you can finish it, that's successful, even if no one's mm-hmm. that's, that's just successful. And so I think, you know, it's just in your mind having to like redefine what success is. And so, you know, for me too, it's just like, I'm, I'm keeping a book writing. I'm doing this as my hobby. Like I love it. Um, and as long as I enjoy it, like I'm going to just keep doing it. And so even when I wanted to publish, it wasn't like, 
I want this to be the bestseller. I want this, you know, it was more like, I want to do it for me to say like, I have a published book, um, you know, and it may not be great. And maybe I only sell one copy and that was probably to my mom, but Hey, I did it. I did it. And that was the success for me. And anything else is just like, just kind of like extra and just fun and, you know, even more exciting, but like, uh, yeah, just, this was never meant to be, you know, a, a big, re- you know, steady stream of revenue. And it, yeah. And that took off like the, you know, the, um, the worry and the fear of like finishing it or whatever, you know, that hold people back. So that was kind of freeing too. Yeah. It's definitely hard to like put something out into the world like that and, you know, share it with not just other people, but like all of the people potentially, because yeah. you can, you know, it's vulnerable and it's putting it out for criticism from all angles, which is hard. And, but at the same time, I feel like, I don't know, it's, it's hard because like, art and whatever kind of creative medium that you choose it's you know it's very uniquely and specifically yours like it you don't have to share it if you don't want to like I think Alex talked about like her grandma was like what got her into you may have to go back and listen to the episode and mm-hmm. correct me entirely but you know <laughs> whatever family member inspired her and was like oh yeah pian-, like got her into piano and it's like oh she was a great musician but it was always just you know for her own enjoyment she didn't want to be like a you know hold concerts or anything and that's you know it's whatever you're comfortable with doing and I guess that's where it gets kind of like into a gray area because it can be super fulfilling to share your art with people mm-hmm. and like I would say that for me that's like one of my huge driving points is playing live music because it's just yeah. it's interacting and you know being with people and you get to be vulnerable with people and you kind of all get to experience the same thing in different ways together which is cool but you know yeah. it's i'm also just as happy sitting in my room playing and sometimes i do get um, you know a lot of times i get hold, uh, held up on like oh well, what if people don't react well to this show kind of mm-hmm. thing or like my set and then whenever I am able to just kind of let go of that, like for me, it's, you know, I have a better time and, you know, everyone enjoy, I feel like in, I get better feedback too when I just like, no, it's for me. Who cares if they don't like this? Like I'm having a good time. So yeah. <laughs> that's all that matters. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Again, thank you for joining um, for my therapy session. We've just called it a <laughs> podcast. Uh- <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> I think that just boils down to like the the necessity of like persevering your craft because you love it Mm -hmm. you know and like not being afraid to just love it for what it is to just sit down in the cafe and write because it's nice to just sit down and play your instrument because it's nice to play your instrument to sit down and paint a little dog because it's nice like and sometimes that that um song you wrote that book you wrote that little dog you painted could become a thing but like I don't know. I just love existing with your projects yeah. and being okay with that. Yeah. 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 Cause it's cool. It's cool to put it out there. And yeah, there is something like we do a lot of, you know, like live shows and stuff like that, um, which is always fun, but you know, it's like when you kind of get into like a, like a shitty bar, it's like, <laughs> no one cares about it. Like, okay. We're just here for us. We're just going to have fun. And, and then we still leave. And, you know, like, no, there was like maybe two people there. There's one lady yelling about it, you know, wanting a tambourine, which we're clearly not going to give her, but like, we, <laughs> we really have a tambourine. <laughs> oh yeah. 
and you know and so it's just like but we still had fun and that was good and then even when we do get to play for like a like a, a big crowd like that's just this one too you're like oh yeah people are actually getting into this okay cool mm-hmm. so it is you know there's like enjoyment in both and so um, oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> they say hi <laughs> he's the great uh tech guy right now nice oh, i was gonna die so <laughs> he was really sneaky too (laughs) no one will know no one no one will know (laughs) no but yeah but yeah i think just kind of going back of like you can enjoy both and like that's totally fine um i just feel like that just creating for yourself is like something that's totally overlooked um Mm -hmm. you know just in today's world yeah it definitely is and i I kind of like what I was trying to move towards on my last random little tangent was like, cause we've talked a lot about how I feel like one thing that we sh- um, talk a lot about is like sharing your art. And we're always kind of like, you know, we'd love to see your art. We'd love mm-hmm. to like share your art, but it's also like, you don't have to kind of thing, Yeah. which is, but, and I don't know. I always want to see what people make, but it's oh me too and like I will definitely be pushy and I'm so sorry for that but <laughs> I mean it's just it's just an exciting thing to see because you know a lot more people you know create in some way than you'd expect and a lot more people appreciate and want to see like what you do like mm-hmm. in different circles than I guess we all have kind of like our creative circle but people outside of those creative circles want to see it too and yeah. I feel like I get in my own head and be like oh you know, these guys don't want to see or hear what I do. And then like, I've had people like reach out and be like, I found your like, you know, side project, social media. And then I have like a heart attack and they're like, <laughs> kind of liked it. It's kind of cool. When are you guys, when are you playing next? I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> it's just like, cause like, there's just such, I don't know. Now I'm yeah. back on like, share your art, but. No, I think, so. I think you should ask people more because let's be honest, we all like secretly kind of like oh yeah like oh we don't want to share but oh no you want to know okay okay i'll show it to you like oh uh, for you know, sure it's no big deal but if you want to see it of course you know like i think allowing like <laughs> just a platform to show without you know like having to just like broadcast it you know hey guys look at this but if you ask i think it means a, like a whole lot more um and it's it's a weird thing as an artist to get you know when people before i even had the book finished when people would be like oh you're writing like I didn't tell people that I was a writer because I didn't want the expectation of like oh so what are you writing when it's gonna come out and I'm like maybe never I don't know um and so um so I didn't like tell people and so um I just lost where I was going with <laughs> um, but I will okay it's coming back to me um uh, but like just like you know like sharing was weird and so like you know, explaining to people my book, I'm like, this is such a weird like scenario. It's like, you know, Downton Abbey meets Avatar. And I'm like, I, I think it's cool, but maybe other people think it's weird. Um, and so I was really like choosy about who I really shared it with. Um, mm-hmm. So, and then now that it was out, I was like, oh, I have to actually talk about this now. And so it's gotten better, like a little bit easier to talk about it. Um, but I remember too, like, we were at a show and this like older guy comes up to me and he's just like, I got your book. I bought it on Amazon. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Well, you have it sitting on your bookshelf. He's like, I read it. And you know, I, I, I was afraid to read it because I wanted it to be good. I was like, I know what you mean. <laughs> I get it. He's like, and it was good. And I was like, thank, thank you. And you know, and he's like, I like a strong, I like a strong character. I like a strong, you know, it was like, 
okay, cool. And then, you know, it's like, <laughs> later, oh my gosh, she really liked it. That's awesome. That's cool. Well, now I want to tell like, okay, tell me more. What else did you like about it? So it's just like, you know, it's a weird thing, but I, you know, I think people should ask more, you know, everybody listening, ask, ask your artist friends what they're doing <laughs> and like, just like, like be invested in you for five minutes. Cause that's, they're going to eat that up too. Um, and I mm-hmm. think you know, as artists too, like, don't be afraid to share, be afraid to be like, Hey, look what I did. Cause you know, I don't know if you're proud of it then people who care about you will be proud of it too. Yeah. 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 And, and like, I mean, like 80% of the reason why we started this podcast was just to kind of like try and get, you know, people to go on a rant about the thing that they love doing. And (laughs) it's been obscenely fulfilling and so much fun to do to just listen to people, you know, go off on like, talk about these interesting topics about, you know, what goes into creating the, you know, societal um, obstacles and whatnot. And you know, all of these things. And it's been nice. And maybe our, I guess our target audience is literally basically just everyone who is on the podcast, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's just been like sitting here and just, you know, talking about, oh, I struggle with this, you know, songwriting, do you run into the same thing acting or painting or whatever? And then we all have like super similar, you know, issues is really, it's kind of refreshing. And it's, you know, like I love watching someone like talk about something that they love, whether it's like astrophysics or, you know, writing a book, like it's just, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, seeing like that passion, like kind of kick in and ignite is, mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know, it's makes the world a better place, I guess. I, think so. I know it's just nice to know that we can make things and share them with each other or again, not share them with, with each other. If we, don't have to but like also just to be like hey guys we're all making things and we all like love to make the things that we make or like know the things that we know and share the things that we can I don't Mm -hmm. know it's nice oh yeah and even just talking about the process like Mm -hmm. I've had a lot more like conversations with like like other authors which I've never really done before um, and so, and it's just like really fun to like, get kind of like, get kind of like geeky into it. I'm like, yes. what writing I love nerding out. I love it so much. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I would. Uh, and so that's been fun. And like, and, and then having those like people that you can, like I, one of my like really good friends, her name is Bethan and she is writing a book too. And so for the longest time before COVID, we would actually meet every Friday um, at La Vida Bella and we would just like writer books um it was more like less writing and actually like talking about our books or catching up but it was just fun to get out together of like you know our each other's worlds and like we were both kind of reading Mm -hmm. stories so we kind of knew what was happening and you know be like okay i'm thinking about this this you know this path for this character what do you think and she'd be like i don't know i'm like you're right okay that's a weird one and so you know or she (laughs) was really excited like oh that was so good and um and so that was just exciting too just being able to like live in that kind of like nerdy world uh, was like really fulfilling and even like oh my gosh doing this too like thanks for having me on because this yes. has been fun too. just to like <laughs> talk to you guys you know other creatives about the process because it's all different you know mediums but like mm-hmm. we all like have the same kind of thought process and um you know and and I don't it's just it's just a lot of fun I yeah I didn't expect to like love podcasting but here we <laughs> are <laughs> no, no. and yeah. And like, I think it's also cool. And it's, I guess it's kind of bringing me back, like doing this is kind of filling the little hole in my 
you know, soul for like community that I used to have, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was, you know, all the people you'd go like, you know, go meet, meet up and write books with, or, mm-hmm. you know, if we'd go jam or something and it's just not happening as often, like just kind of being able to, you know, art and like a communal aspect just gives it so much more life and I guess potential. Oh yeah. So it's just, I don't know. It's, it's something I'm looking forward to a lot with the coming months and year Mm -hmm. because I didn't realize how, I guess, important it was to me and how central it was to just my experience with art in a whole bunch of mediums. But at the same time, it doesn't have to be communal like that too. So it's interesting to see how, um, you know, people have dealt with COVID and what kind of creative avenues they've taken. And I'm going to say this probably every, every episode, I'm really excited to see what everyone like created and, you know, their little hobbies and projects while they were locked away in their houses with, <laughs> um, you know, their creative minds. And we'll, I feel like a lot of people hopefully discovered a creative side of themselves over this past like year and a half. And I'm excited to see what this world looks like on the other side. Well, um, Patrick, I don't know if you've got anything else, but we're kind of reaching, reaching that there point. I mean, I could go nerding off about like nitty book writing stuff. Like, oh my God, well, how do your characters take their coffee? And like, what's their Zodiac <laughs> sign and all that stuff? Cause I love that <laughs> shit. But, um, uh, you know, gotta ask you, Jenny, we've been We've been getting to know people here and there and um, getting to know their process and stuff, but there's something else I want to know about you. What feels like coming home to you? Oh, man. Ah, okay. Like, so there, so I'm also a musician as well. And kind of that coming home feeling, like the first thing that I think of is um, for the longest time before COVID, um, there was like this group of musicians who would meet at 300 Suns, um, like brewery, um, for like an open jam and everybody would come, they'd bring an instrument. Everybody would take turns, like, like playing a song and singing, uh, or whatever. And we'd all play along. So different than like an open or like an open mic, just like, we're all playing together. Um, and so that's like, just, it had brought me so much life, um, the last couple of years of just being able to be in that spot. Um, it's where I got to meet Tim really, which is awesome. Yeah. And, um, and so when COVID shut down, like that was one of the things I was like, Oh, what do we do this Wednesday? And like, we can't go to 300 suns. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And so, you know, as things have slowly opened up, obviously singing and, you know, spitting on each other in a circle is obviously going to be like the last thing <laughs> on the back. Um, but like, they just announced that they were going to do um, like starting, starting that acoustic jam group um, right now. It's going to be like the last or like the fourth Wednesday of every month. And that, when we heard that, it was like, oh, we finally get to go home. Like we get to like, Oh, we just get to like be back in our, in our house, in our home. And so that's definitely like, just kind of that feeling, get that creative space that like gives you life um, and like pours into you and like, and I, and I also love like being able to pour into other people that is like, it, it fulfills me more too. And so being able to be, you know, with like, like younger kids coming in and like, just, you know, being excited for them and, um, cheering them on or the person who, you know, doesn't sing 
outside their house or whatever is like really nervous. They only know like three chords. It's like, you can do it like this. Let's go. <laughs> I only know three chords too. Let's go. And so, um, and so just that space, definitely that, um, you know, creative space and being with that group of people and, um, just that routine and, and 300 sounds is like kind of like our second home anyways. And so mm-hmm. definitely like coming home, that's, I think that's like a big thing that especially is like, right. Kind of like we've been talking about it, like how excited we are and, um, that it's starting up and hopefully soon it'll be like a, like an every week thing to, you know, I'm just glad it's happening now. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, that's what that means. Spent the last year trying to Jenny, I need you to do one more thing for us. Okay. Plug your shit. Plug your shit. Okay, awesome. Well, you can find Noren's Legend on Amazon.com. Just Noren's Legend, N-O-R-Y-N, Legend. I hope they can spell that. Um, you can also please, please follow me on Facebook. Noren's Legends on Facebook. It's on Instagram. Um, I've got a cool website that I made. Um, so check that out. Sign up for my like newsletter that I'm eventually going to start here soon now that I've got enough people. Um, uh, yeah. And, or you can, you know, if you live in the Longmont area, you can just kind of buy drift from me if you want. I'm also actually I forget to I gotta, I gotta say this too, but like I'm in like a like an actual store on like downtown Longmont called Bricks Retail, and they sell a lot of like local, um, like just local goods and like like art and um, you know any everything from like barbecue sauce to like jewelry. I don't, but it's all local, which is really cool. And so they're like downtown Longmont right now uh, but my you can buy my book there too so you don't have to go to amazon if you don't like it yeah i think that's i think that covers everything yeah. my jenny's book support her because she is fucking awesome <laughs> you're awesome <laughs> and the book is very very good i haven't finished yet but i will be finishing it soon for sure so okay, that's definitely good. check it out mm-hmm. yes okay then you gotta tell me all your thoughts too what you yes. what how you got it everything <laughs> all of them every thought <laughs> Oh